don't think I have my stuff. Within together. a moment to get my stuff together. <laughs> it's taken me years to get my stuff together. Almost forty-two. I don't have anything together. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> For me too. I don't have shit together. Man, I won't lie. I a little bit miss the TOS episodes because it was like they break it up into acts on Memory Alpha, and it was mm-hmm. like Act One, Act Two done, and this is like Act Teaser, one, Act One, Act Two, two Act Three, Act Four, Act Five. Four, five. Well, I got like. <laughs> Jesus. Well, you gotta you gotta remember it's the eighties. We got more commercials for syndication. Ah, that's true. It's true. a damn sin- Shakespearean play. We're now in Act Five of our Star Star Wars Star Trek saga. On our trek <laughs> through the stars. <laughs> that was so classy. I know. <laughs> but welcome to the Nerd Trek Podcast, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm Jeff. I'm here with Phil. Hey, everybody. And David. Hi, guys. How's everybody doing? Good. I, I'll just assume everybody responded because it was like, it's a, this is like like the radio and I can't hear. I don't know. Maybe I was asking you guys. I don't know what I'm doing. What? David and Phil, how are you? Oh, well, we're, we're here. <laughs> Sorry. Counts for something. Um, 2020's right? coming to a close and I'm hoping the next one isn't nearly as shitty. I don't expect anything, but I, I'm hoping. I hope. <laughs> Nowhere to go but up. Right? Right? Well, uh, that's not true. We're Did you guys see out. Songbird? What? Which was Songbird? That was a movie that came out recently, and it's the, the guy who from Riverdale, the guy that plays Archie. I don't and watch it's, that. No, don't watch stuff. that crap. Sorry, millennial. No. Oh, well, I do watch that crap. But <laughs> <laughs> Riverdale's actually really good, so shut the fuck up. But <laughs> it's it's... It's about COVID morphs like four times in four years. So they're on COVID 23 and everybody is literally staying in home and you have to install like a UV light filter to receive anything in your house. And so there's 0.01% of the population is immune. And the guy who plays the main character is one of those. And they just run all over the city, empty city, delivering shit. Nice. His girlfriend, like her grandma gets it. And then they have to run basically because anybody who gets it and anybody who's around them ends up in like a camp and never is heard from again for the most part. Sweet. It's like post-apocalyptic kind of thing. But it shows you every time people are like, I can't get any worse. I'm like, "Eh, I can (laughs) probably likely won't get that bad, but it is technically possible. (laughs) I like how we say that with like, it might not get that bad. Yeah. (laughs) 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 I don't know, but let's talk about more uplifting things <laughs> like Star Trek season two TNG, like, which isn't or, that. Up- <laughs> is this more uplifting? <laughs> so, right, so, it feels like it feels like we're into real next generation now. We're getting there. I feel this well, is the, this is a transition. Everybody's period. in their proper uniforms. Riker's got the beard rocking. Well, and this is the first time something has happened in TNG, and I went, oh, oh, I know that one from Lower Decks. Like, it just, it was that beginning <laughs> yes, opening scene. I, I, that was the first thing I was going like, ah! yeah, to bring up was the mystery energy. Oh, the little uh, light thing mm-hmm. that comes through? Yeah, it, it, did it make a tricorder? Now, yeah. I didn't realize it was going to kind of sort of rape Deanna Troy, but... <laughs> yeah. Troy's mystery babies make our dreams come true. It would classify as forced <laughs> impregnation, which is tough not to make that crossover, but... <laughs> well, and I don't think this is the only time it happens to her. Doesn't this happen again to her? Or she gets, like... No, she gets, like, mentally, like, psychologically assaulted. mentally raped, yeah. Like, a few oh. times, I think. Ugh. Um, yeah, so season two. Um, 
this yeah kind of a transition so jordy's chief engineer finally thank goodness in his proper uniform damn well belongs well he he's in the right color no one's in their proper uniforms yet until they get the uh, collar but they're all in the they're in the right colors wharf is and wharf have changed operations yep wharf's in his red which is good uh wesley's changed uniforms with the upgraded sash that's true wesley's in his gray like uh uh, acting ensign do you notice his com badge is a different color it's all it, it, it's all yeah, it's silver like, it's like all silver instead of the gold and silver mm. mix i never yeah. noticed that before oh yeah it's yeah it's i did notice that i was like oh he's like he's like a real bridge crew person now he's got he's a lit. uniform yeah. and he does things and receives orders he pushes yeah. buttons picard, he's going boop, boop, boop. yeah picard doesn't yell at him as much true um we got that. We get just a one-off. See, I, and I can't imagine, you know, you you watch the first season, you come back to this, and you go, oh, where's Dr. Crusher? And they go, well, we have a new medical officer. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, basically, Yeah, that she's, was a little out of left field. <laughs> yeah. So they, they, they write it off as she becomes head of Starfleet Medical back yeah. on Earth. And kind of part of, part of the episode is that Wesley is supposed to go back to, 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 to be with her, and he decides not to, obviously. Um. But the reason Gates McFadden was there was some behind the scenes stuff like this. She was either sexually harassed or assaulted by one of the other writers or someone didn't like her. So they just wrote her off. And then they finally, no way. yeah, and they finally got rid of that guy and then they brought her back, which is a good thing. So, yeah, it's just weird because they, they don't do we're well stuck with Pulaski for the season, which. Yeah. Ugh. So we meet Dr. I don't, I don't hate Pulaski so far. I knew it. I hate the way she treats data. She treats data like yes. shit. I think like that's what always shit. got me about well, her. She she immediately like she does treat him like a thing almost, but she keeps catching and correcting herself. That doesn't count for like anything with you guys. Uh, no, I feel like she does it almost like well, I have to pretend that he's a, a person. Yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, he, he does. Oh, oh, well, that's funny. I didn't catch episode, that. I thought it was the just... next. The next episode is even more pronounced where she's like, it does know what it's doing, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. And then she catches or something. She's like, sorry, sorry. I have to remember that you're a life form. Like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. So terribly sorry. I can't help it. Man. But this just isn't this first one or two episodes. This is like multiple episodes, like almost the whole season. Hater. Oh, and like, man. and then at one point, do you, go, it, it's like telling a white person, hey, you're being a little racist. They go, oh, sorry, sorry. I'll, I'll work on that. And they go, no, you're still racist. It's been a year. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> let's, let's see how right. the season my dislike of Pulaski runs deep very deep yeah I can I, so i can tell i can think this is gonna be an uphill battle for me Oi. Yeah. <laughs> um no i think that's what always rubbed me the wrong way about her was she didn't like data and i think i don't know if they were going for like a mccoy kind of banter like because he always had with spock oh yeah. you you green-blooded you know but mm-hmm. it was it felt different. Maybe it was more friendly racism with Spock. This is just more hostile racism. I, I don't know. I just she she always rubbed me the wrong way for some reason. She's very like a machine. A machine can't be a person. Can't have any feelings or do anything. Especially I'm a doctor. Yeah. Like, fucking sanctity of life. What? What? Yeah. Sorry. What? What? Okay. In the butt. Ah, I feel better now. Mm. Uh, okay. Well. Decompress. Um. Well, sorry. Let me actually. We're 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 actually d- discussing an episode here. Oh yeah. Um, what? Oh, yeah. There's like a, Did I introduce us? I introduced us. I don't yes, know. Yes, we're good. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we are discussing The Child, uh, Season 2, Episode 1, original air date, November 21st, 1988. That's a late start 
first season November. Huh. Yes. Uh, indication they don't care. That's true. Um, yeah, so a couple of things. We get Dr. Pulaski. We actually see an Excelsior class ship uh, drop her off. So we haven't seen an Excelsior class since the Excelsior. Um, <laughs> we get Chief O'Brien. He still doesn't have a name, I believe. He's just Transporter Chief. Yeah, and then right. they, they screw him up again the next episode. But mm-hmm. he's there. He's there. Which is weird because they, you know, he was, what, he was on for Encounter at Farpoint in like one other episode and then nothing. Yeah, he was like, he, wasn't he a con officer or something in Farpoint? In Farpoint he was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's he was like, on the bouncing around. Yeah, yeah so they brought him back. So this is the start of, yeah, but he, just, he still doesn't have a name yet. Um, what else? Yeah, we mentioned Jordy Wharf. Um, so there's kind of two plots in this one. Uh, stupid a poppy plot. Uh, so one of the plots is they're transporting, which is actually very timely. Uh, they're transporting like samples to uh, possible or to to take to a a world that has a plague. Hint, hint. Yeah. Um, so they're transporting like over like a thousand samples or more of, and they're very unstable. They have to be kept at blah, 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 containment, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then the other plot is that this weird glowy orb thing comes into the enterprise and finds Troy and just is like, uh, ha motherfucker. I'm going to give you a baby <laughs> pop. <laughs> Whoa. What the hell? Like an alien Virgin Mary. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And that's, so, and we'll get into a little bit more of that and that, how they kind of handle that, which is weird. Um, the shuttlecrafts in this too, or it, it even opens with the shuttlecraft and they're still a weird shape. They're not the standard shape yet. They're like a fat one. Those short, fat, fat roundy boxes looking things with round corners. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and they even kind of with the whole Dr. Pulaski, Dr. McCoy thing, she took a shuttle. She doesn't like the transporter. It's very Dr. McCoy. Yeah. It's very McCoy ish. Yeah. I think is, do you think that's what they're trying to go for? I, I thought so with kind of the way her, uh, not attitude, but the, her mannerisms and her bedside manner and the way she acts. Kind of that it rough was, exterior. It was supposed to be very McCoy-like, I thought. Yeah, I didn't think about it till now, but that is kind of like what they're, it seems like they're going for is very uh, doctor without a bedside manner, McCoy-esque. Well, that, but they don't, but the only two doctors that can pull that off are McCoy and the EMH. True, the EMH is a better McCoy than McCoy is. They hadn't done the EMH <laughs> yet, though, so... Duh. But we'll get there, eventually. I know. No, and I, 2024. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure people like her. I just, I don't know, the character itself never never appealed to me. Um. Oh, sorry, before we get into it too much, I want to do a quick mailbag. Mailbag? Uh, <laughs> we don't get this that often. So we got an email from uh, Carlton. If you guys remember Carlton, he was on oh, for the animated yeah. series. Longtime Star Trek mm. fan. Uh, and he just wanted to write, he says, hey guys, your recent episode prompted me to share my favorite alternate title of all time uh, <laughs> for Skin of Evil. He says, aka Yar- Yarantar. <laughs> Have a great new year, Carlton. <laughs> Yarantar. That's pretty good. <laughs> so I wanted to share that. So I, you know, it's, it's always funny. I, I'm still surprised that people listen to us and, and Carlton's been listening to us for a while. So, uh, thank Thanks, you Carlton. for that and for sending mm-hmm. it in. I appreciate that. Yeah. Pass them, pass them along. Yeah, Rose down for a good alternate title. Absolutely. Cause David's not holding up his end of this. So it's, it I, seems like it's been harder to pull off with TNG. Yeah. The titles don't suck as much. <laughs> <laughs> 
do, do you have one for this instead of the child? The child. Uh, I, it's it's the, very appropriate. I mean, I yeah, I. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's weird though because like it's a lot of times these titles maybe reference part of the plot or half of it. Like this is a, the child about a child, but not about the whole disease thing. Where like we'll always have Paris is about Picard's uh, ex, you know, flame, not this whole time alternate dimensions thing. Sure. Yeah, so, that's true. I don't know. There have been or, times or, that I've had good ones, but this one, I mean, the child kind of fits. Sounds good. You're not going to name it like. A light bit of rape or something like that. That's a... <laughs> a light bit of rape. That, that would be a little... I don't think that would get past the censors. That sounds inappropriate. <laughs> and if anyone is is planning to watch... kind of is a little inappropriate. <laughs> it is. Um, a little and if anyone is expecting to watch this Star Trek episode called The Child and see Baby Yoda, you are sadly mistaken. Uh, yes. Yeah, Sorry. A little bit before The Mandalorian. It, but it would have made it so much better if this, if like had oh, popped out. Would be Baby a Yoda, Yoda makes everything better. Oh, <laughs> he does. What's his name? Tiana, Grogu. Grogu. <laughs> no, no, after child. my father. We're after my father. father. <laughs> Grogu. Okay, I it could make things. It could fix things with its mind, or move things with its mind, though. Hmm. Uh, okay, so we got all that going on. Um, okay, so yeah, this ball of light uh, gets in and impregnates Deanna. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I know. And already, I, uh, Picard is already pissed off at uh, Dr. Uh, Aplaski, mm-hmm. uh, which doesn't really ever go away the rest of the season. He's always kind of pissed off at her. No, but it, they use that mechanism, though, as a really good way to get our first view of 10 forward. That's true. We do see 10 forward. We meet Guinan, sure. which is great. And she becomes a big part, um, which She's after like the seeing... bartender, right? Like, I know they have a ship's counselor already, but she seems to act as like impromptu therapist. Is it just like the whole bartender tell me your problems thing or? Yes. Yes. But we have to wait a very long time to get a payoff on Guinan. We have to wait all the way until generations. Yeah, we got like years for Guinan. Yeah. But I and I don't know if this is intentional, but even in this episode when she's kind of giving Wesley advice on like, you know, if he needs to stay or go where there's a scene where he's like. You know, oh, people, you're you're kind of mysterious. People say that you knew Captain Picard when he was on the Stargazer, and she's like, oh no, I. She's kind of playing it coy, and like, oh no, I just met him. But you're like, that's not true. Yeah, she, she was on the Enterprise C because I know what happens in the future. Yeah, and I think they just left it open ended to to do that. But it was I I like her. I always like Guinan. Yeah, she's a good character. She's a great character. Yeah. That was, the only th- uh, that was my only thought on her. I was like, she seems a little unnecessary, but I guess well, if you like her, she'll be like <laughs> she, in the future, she'll become kind of like the conscience of the enterprise and of Picard a little bit. I don't know. It's her role Isn't that is what very, Troy she has is a very supposed unique to be role. already like eh, she's well, literally the ship's counselor. She's like hired to be the ship's conscience. But are <laughs> there things that you tell your bartender that you don't tell your therapist? That's what I'm saying. It's just kind of yeah. impromptu bartender. Like, <laughs> all right, fine. Well, they have families on board. They have teachers. They, I mean, they have non Starfleet people. They have a barber. True. So I'll, I'll take your word for that one. Okay. Well, we'll get there. <laughs> um, I think one of the more difficult scenes to watch in this one was, where they're first kind of telling the, the, the bridge crew about her uh, a pregnancy and 
where they're all like, of course, it's all men talking about what they should do with her in the conference room. Yeah. In the and then it just zooms yeah. in on and it zooms in on on her and she's just sitting quietly. And then all the audio was like, oh, no, we need to get, get get rid of it. And then like, well, it's a life. We should really do something. And it's like it's just creepy. Yeah, I was thinking that it's a little ca- bit. It's kind of like Congress. shit you just threw that down i wasn't gonna get that real with it but i was gonna say they were i feel like they were dealing more with like its security threat being obviously some kind of alien thing that she didn't plan on having or not Uh, it was straight beyond plan on having but yeah it was it was absolutely but i felt like it was because i had kind of that note of like oh man they're all sitting around trying to decide what to do with her kid but at the same time she's an officer this was some kind of alien that impregnated her. They have to decide what kind of threat it is to the ship. So it made a little bit more sense. It was more, a little more palatable, yeah. but, and then, yeah, obviously she's like, and I'm making the decision. And none of them, she's uh, like, I'm keeping this damn baby. Yeah. yeah. None of them decided to combat her on that. I was like, that's right. That that's where it should be. <laughs> well, and then I like, then, you know, she says that and the captain just goes, all right, we're done. Okay. We're keeping the baby then. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then he wasn't about to fight Deanna. I love, I love Riker's, <laughs> I love Riker's whole reaction in that scene. He's like, I don't mean to be insensitive, but who's the father? He's like, who do who I have to kick? Who's yeah, asked so, to kick? As, as soon as Picard says Can't, that Deanna Troy's pregnant, Riker looks over and he's like, "What the f- actual fuck? I will oh, fuck yeah. somebody up. <laughs> I, I have a beard now. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm at Riker level eleven now. <laughs> His face, he definitely was not having it. He's like, "What the hell?" It was great. <laughs> And and are we going to say anything about the three day pregnancy? Yeah. So basically, this whole pregnancy is like super sped up. Um, it's like three days, isn't it? That she's like it's pregnant like, and then and then pops out. And then the kid just like eh, eh, poof, there we go. Yeah, and she's with like, no, oh, it's the best pregnancy ever. Or with no you know, pain, labor. but she was making kind of pain noises. I was like, why is just she kinda, like uh, uh, kinda, uh, like eh. if it's not hurting, you'd just be like uh, bloop. Let's like, <laughs> Plops it out. <laughs> basically like taking a big dump like you just if there's no pain involved you just kind of eh. it was great though because the the baby came out little and then picard looks down at it like five minutes later and it's like a nine month old sitting there in her life like, even yeah, he was like funny because i didn't think anything of that because there's a lot of times in shows where they'll do that somebody has a brand new baby and then you look down it's like six to nine months old <laughs> and they're just like it's newborn I'm like, You're okay. like, oh, i don't think so i, I always it. hate i mean obviously they can't use like a newborn but I'm just it's like very difficult to. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, come on, just you can't show like a 20 pound. I mean, obviously people have 20 pound kids, but shit, man. Yeah, they don't look that developed. <clears throat> no, they're not talking and have a beard already. Pops out. Never, it looks like Riker. I've never had a kid. Hey, are we talking about Riker again? <laughs> Full beard. <laughs> Full beard. It comes out, puts its leg over its high seat. <laughs> There's high chair. Over its flops down. <laughs> There's a scene where it's been like a couple of days and Deanna comes on the bridge uh, pregnant and she's talking to to Picard and Riker and then Wesley turns in his chair and then you mm-hmm. see Riker and he gives him this like horrible stink eye. He's like, you turn your ass back around. <laughs> Standard orbit, Mr. Crusher. Yeah. It's like, I will fuck you. He is so Dude, protective was of her. At Deanna, though. <laughs> he was like, what the fuck? Riker's oh, yeah. Like, turn your ass around. <laughs> so good um okay so they do that so this progresses she has the kid the kid starts to age really really fast um 
Uh, but then they also start to notice that I guess in this containment of the spores and shit, one of them is like growing too rapidly um, because of some radiation. And then the kid learns of it and goes, Oh, it's me. Uh, and then he, he's like, Oh, yeah. I'm going to go now. Bye mommy. Which we'll never explain, but bye. Well, so essentially it was an alien life form. It got curious. It was like, Hey, I want to see what this whole human thing's about. Um, let's, make a life let's do this let's do yeah uh and then it's like well i got to you know fake 10 years old and and that's it i'm done it's like yeah close enough i mean i'm emitting the radiation that's causing this i gotta go yeah at least it was nice yeah Yeah, for once we get an alien that's not trying to destroy the ship or something yeah or doesn't care about it like i know i'm destroying it but i want to do my thing so (laughs) that's what i would expect from star trek yeah, I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah, pretty much. I'll blow the damn ship up. I don't care. Watch me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 10. I got that attitude. I like um I like the data got. I always like seeing things through through data's eyes when he gets to watch the pregnancy. He's just, he, like he's so intrigued and he's so excited to see it. That that whole time during her quote-unquote labor just seeing his reactions to everything, he's like, "Whoa, oh, oh. yeah!" Imagine if you saw like a like a twelve hour <laughs> like labor. like a legit like sixteen hours. Ah, get me this fucking baby out well, of me! And that's that the thing. Like when Pulaski was like, "Hey, uh, we don't, you know, she needs comfort. She doesn't need technology or whatever." The mo, like she would let him stay, and then the moment he started asking all the questions, I was waiting for her to be like, "Never mind, go wait outside." Like <laughs> this isn't fucking show and tell. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, Riker's just kind of standing in the doorway being a creeper. He's, well, yeah. but it's, it's a lovely I mean, I, I kind of get it, but it was just funny seeing him, like... He was concerned for her, but yeah, it was kind of like, you might want to give it a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got, like, between Data asking all the questions, Worf is, you know, phasers, you know, ready to go, and then uh, Riker there creeping on her. It's, it's a full house. Again, I kind of like Pulaski's approach to the whole thing because she was like, I understand why you have to be here, but don't get trampled and like, don't get underfoot, you know, stay out of my way. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right. She's yeah. kind of no nonsense. She's not giving the fluff. I, I don't have a problem with that. So, so far, I'm kind of pro Pulaski a little. Yeah, but Crusher would have done the same thing. She would have been like, this is my, my sick bay. Yeah. True. Uh, we're going to throw Maybe. down, David. I... <laughs> This is only episode one. She, pro- she probably would. She would have been all much nicer about it. Like, it's Worf. He's got thick skin. Just tell him to get GTFO. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, um, but yeah, so as soon as the alien leaves, the spore thing is stabilizes and it's fine. Um, and then they drop it off and then that's it. Oh, did we mention we have like a C plot in this episode too? Let's see. Oh, the with, whole thing with, with Wesley? With Wesley. Yeah. Yeah. Wanting- going back to mommy or staying on board the enterprise. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, so that's basically it. Cause she's back on earth and he's supposed to go with her, but yeah, he's kind of torn with like, well, is that what I want to do? Is, is this what I want to do? And he has that good talk with Guinan about it. Yeah. I also want to see what it looks like when Worf tucks someone in at night. I'll tuck him in. <laughs> so like, yeah, to tuck him in. He's like, I'll do it. Man. I'm like, okay. Okay. Will you? <laughs> I did kind of like that scene at the end when they're like, well, we have to take care. Like I, this is, I, I'm actually kind of starting to like Wesley a, a little bit. I, 
I do. I don't understand all the Wesley haters. I always liked Wesley. I don't know if it's because I identified with him so much as like a preteen, nerdy, like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I, I, I thought he was obnoxious. Unnecessary shit. I don't know. I mean, he definitely does kind of become the communal kid of the ship. He's almost like their little mascot in a way. <laughs> like, well, keep checking. This one's not as annoying as the others. He's useful, so we'll take care of him. <laughs> well, <laughs> man, I mean, I'm seeing it now. I, I just the first season, I don't like him. I think he was a little. I don't know. Yeah, first, just, first season, Wesley is definitely the roughest. He's just annoying. Just, when he gets to third and fourth season, and then when he makes full ensign, he's he's more on it. I think first yeah. season, Wesley is rough. Is he not full ensign right now? It seemed like he he's, was. He's an acting ensign. That's why he's got he the green Starfleet. I thought the fact that he had the uniform meant that he was now full ensign. Nah, he's just got the gray uniform. He's an acting ensign. He's still acting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because the, the captain can technically do like a field p- promotion thing, but he still has to go to the academy to get actually into Starfleet and get an actual rank. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, season four or five, we'll get Picard doing the full full. Something. regalia thing making him a whole ensign yeah. does he last that long i thought yeah. he when does he go to the the academy five or six uh i think it's the end of five god he's on there for a lot of long time jesus yeah all right but yeah he'll get made a full ensign because that's when beverly comes up to the bridge when he walks out for the first time in his red uniform mm. it's all sick. And she's all oh look at my baby my sweet little baby and he doesn't die though because he's, he's a red shirt now um what else that's it um yeah they play with some puppies Puppies. there's some puppies in there there is some puppy playing yes (laughs) have you ever played with puppies because he's like no i haven't i'm like i'm like really like dude i'm a grown-ass man if there was a batch of puppies on board a starship i'd be like uh i'm gonna go play with the puppies for a minute i'll be right back (laughs) <laughs> see and you think that Guinan's not there's no point for her to be there why are there puppies there yeah. they had a litter somebody had a litter I know That's but then who's the only other pet we ever really see is Spot so where are these dogs I want to see like the like do a show about pet daycare on the Enterprise or like Ooh. DS9 I would I would love to watch that do they euthanize dogs on the Enterprise why would they euthanize them where are they? You never see any of those dogs ever again. Jesus, that took a, a, a sidestep, man. I was like, they're playing with puppies. Do they euthanize? Death. Well, Death what's, the, what's the Star Trek future equivalent of the humane way to handle too many animals breeding? Well, I don't know. Humans are living. Obviously, well obviously. Hundreds. I would expect animals would do the same now, too. Yeah, but know. obviously they're not keeping animals from breeding because they just had a litter. So they have to do something with them. Feed them to the replicators. Push them out the airlock. <laughs> is that what everything's made out of? Is dog? They just breed dogs and the, put them in the replicators. The dog, all dog. <laughs> all dogs go to space. <laughs> That's what it is. It's like um, the seventeenth sequel in the movie. All dogs. <laughs> <laughs> like we're scratching the bottom of the barrel. All dogs go to space. Yeah. That's one it. Dalmatians on the Enterprise. <laughs> Star Trek 2250. All dogs go to space. Yes. Start chasing uh, them around. I need those puppies. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's basically it. That's all we get. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's not a bad episode. Um, 
It's fine. We miss a lot of good scenes that they cut too. That was really sad. Um, there's a thing. There was one scene when Troy was giving birth, where Pulaski announces uh, Ian's gender and weight. He was six pounds three ounces when he was born. It's a big six and, pounds. And Picard congratulates Deanna. Yeah. Um, when Chief O'Brien, well, when O'Brien and Data were transporting the virus aboard. Data has to identify himself to the computer. So he says, NFN, NMI, data. So no first name, no middle initial, just data. <laughs> that's oh, like his, that? that's like oh. his official name in the computer. Yeah. That's so Red. interesting. Yeah. Huh. There was there was another scene that was cut with Ian and Counselor Troy where, you know how in the one scene we did see, he like sticks his finger in the burnt, burning hot soup on purpose. Yeah. He does yeah. the same thing with like a cold drink. He dumps it on him uh, in his lap to experience the sensation. It's because he was yeah, having. I was kind of waiting for that. I was like, I want to see him do other things because obviously, if you're going to touch a hot plate as a kid, as for the experience, you're going to do a lot of stuff. Fork in a light socket. Or... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was like. Ah! Walk down to the workcorn place. Here's a nine volt battery. Ah! Lick it. Here, lick this nine volt battery. See what it does. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if he could find a socket on the Enterprise and he put anything in there, it would kill him. Oh my gosh, plasma <laughs> conduit or something? Just <laughs> no, what would be the equivalent? Set a phaser to stun and point it at yourself or something? <laughs> at close range, it could kill you. Okay. Just Level one. Uh, Level one. Know. Mommy, what's a plasma fire? What's that do? <laughs> just like a level one phaser, like right in your thigh. Some meaty Looking part. right down just... the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, why did you kill the puppies? I wanted to watch them die. Damn. Dude, this, this episode of the podcast got dark. <laughs> Super dark. That's kind of the mood I'm in. <laughs> Darkness. It's the Rona. You know what's weird is my my kids will just be randomly doing something, and and they'll they'll it'll be something weird or kind of dark, and they'll just randomly break out and go, "Hello, darkness, my old friend." And I'm like, why are you saying this? And where did you hear the song? And why are you referencing Johnny Cash? It? Uh, yeah. Wow. I was just like, that's so weird. That's crazy. And they're, and they're using it you in that context. All right. I love your kids, but they're odd. <laughs> A couple of odd ducks. I think I just broke my headphones. No, we can still hear oh, you. Oh. No. I said my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> Jackass. Sorry, I'm I, I can't hear out of one side now because I think I ah uh, fuck man. Aw. Great. Coming nice. in mono. Now you're just on my right ear now. That's annoying. Uh super annoying. <laughs> well, that's it. I'm done with the podcast. That's it. It's been great, folks. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> We're ending it with uh Dr. Pulaski. Um no, so this episode was okay. Um, like I said, I'm not a big fan of Pulaski and some other things, but I like this is finally gonna getting into more TNG that I enjoy, just because yeah. they have the right uniforms on. That's that's what I base this all on. Yep. <laughs> uh, Dave, what'd you think? Uh, I mean, I did like it. Um, like, I, I think I liked it more because I saw the lower decks episode, so it really was like, oh, oh, it's the little thingy, the little will of the wisp going through the ship. Um, <laughs> And then stuff took kind of weird turns. It was really neat seeing everybody kind of more in their positions that we know. Um, I was like, oh, good. Jordy finally has some recognition. And then there's Wesley sitting in the pilot seat. So it, it 
it made a little more sense too for Galaxy Quest why they had like the kid in the pilot seat. Yeah. Because I remembered uh, West yeah. being on the show, but I didn't remember him piloting the ship per se. So the fact that he's kind of the pilot was kind of funny. Um, I did. Yeah, it's like I liked... his primary duty station. Mm-hmm. Uh, season two is shaping up nicely. I'll put it at a good seven out of ten on the Devo meter. Okay. Nice. I like it. Okay. Feel. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. It's it's good to have TNG kind of in its proper. Everything is starting to come back into alignment now. All is right with the world. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I mean, The Child, it's kind of a weird episode to start the season, but eh, it does what it needs to do. We get a nice little, I don't know, kind of the B-plot with the virus and everything was kind of cool how they did the effects for the the modules and everything, how they, to transport the samples and that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's a good episode for me. Wesley gets to stay on board the Enterprise, because that would have been really shitty if you left it's like oh bye there's two main characters gone right yeah so yeah other than other than pulaski um yeah and i won't lie the whole virus thing was a little too on topic for us at the moment like because <laughs> they planned why, that in 1988 it's like the third virus thing we've seen i'm like uh yep. well but how many tos virus ones are there i guess it just is i'm like oh it's like they know why they know. why uh, I think what I like, and maybe I'm trying to see this now more, is like with season one, and and again, nothing against Tasha Yar. I just think, I think it was too big of a cast. I think they they kind of had this extra spot, um, and it's like once you got rid of that spot, you can kind of shift people around. And it's like well, especially with with Jordy, because like they had way too many people on on the bridge, and it's like if Data is always in his seat, then it was either Jordy or or. Uh, Wesley kind of vying for that other spot. And it's like, well, the need that that's, you know, you're splitting time there. And then yeah. Yar and War for kind of the same job. So then you're splitting time there. So you're like, okay, well, let's just move Jordy over to engineering and then give him a proper spot. And then, you know, Yar's gone. Like, I think it just, it just kind of flows better for me. Yeah. If, if Tasha stays on the show, I don't know what happens to Worf. He, then they might've written him it, off. I don't know. Yeah. And I would much rather have Worf, knowing what I know now than anything they could have come up with this for Tasha. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I think I like Tasha's alternate storylines better when she comes back later. Oh yeah. All of her like alternate those. universe stuff that we get to see is a thousand times better than whatever they could have come up with writing her regular character. Yeah. Spoilers, David. Yeah. His mic is off. Oh, bummer. <laughs> it's Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Oh, we can still hear you. Even can though you your mic's me? off. Or no, we can still see you. No, your mic's off, dude. <laughs> Let's talk as much so much shit about him as we can. Um no, I just think oh, it fits better. Here we go. Oh fucking. No, I was gonna say I, I what <laughs> what you're saying makes a lot of sense, but I was I thought it was weird because they introduced as many characters as they got rid of, I thought. Like they got rid of Yar, they got rid of Dr. Crusher, but they brought Pulaski and they brought Whoopi Goldberg. But they're not in the same roles, obviously, but they brought the same number of cast. But you're right, they're not bridge crew. Yeah. And well, that even starts with Guinan like, won't be in as many episodes. Giving her a reason not to be up there all the time. Well, Pulaski just replaces Crusher. That's just a one-to-one exchange. Yeah. So, because you need a doctor. Guinan is just a guest star. She's not there all the time. It's And she's her purpose is only there for, like, short things, not, to, like, main stories. Although she she does yeah. have some good main stories, like Time Zero and Yesterday's Enterprise. Those Those are good. That'll be really good. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it fits better. I think it just kind of flows easier. That's that's my job. 
Jive. Jive. Yeah. I don't know what I'm uh-huh. saying. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, all right. That's it. I don't know. Um, any expectations for season two going forward, David? I mean, I, uh, from what you guys have told me, I'm expecting to get better and better as we go. So that's my expectation is that we steadily rise as we move forward. Um, I always hope so. I mean, I, I, this, I hope we're not like hyping it too much. Yeah, this so far is relatively on par with what season one has been, probably on the better side of the scale. So it's adding up so far. I'm just glad that you enjoy, that you actually do enjoy watching these, not like TOS. Yeah, it's not, this is not <laughs> something that I'm slogging myself through. I yeah. don't get to the day of and be like, oh, I got to fit these in somewhere. Um <laughs> Although today I did, I was watching them and barely got them done. But still, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, that's just because I had time. All right, awesome. Um, cool. All right. Um, I guess Dave, do our outro and then we'll let people go. Absolutely. Yeah, check us out at nerdtrekpodcast.com where we got links to all our social medias. You can see our smiling faces at the Meet the Nerd section. You can go buy our shit at Cafe Press. And wherever we are listening to this is somewhere where you can give us a five star rating and review. So be a nice person. 2020 sucked. You should be nice and go do that. Uh, just like their mailbag today, you could be on the next mailbag. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yes, you could. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's it for us. Thank hopefully 2021. Uh, we'll see what happens to us and the podcast and grows. Maybe we'll, I think I said this last year. We're hoping there's a convention. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to. We, yeah. pre- we were all prepared for a convention this year. And then God, it just I, was went. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Let's, I mean, there's, it's still planned, but I, fuck it. Let's see what happens in, you know, nine months. It's God be knows. like our mantra. Know, right? Fuck it. Let's see what happens. Fuck it. Let's see what happens. <laughs> um, All right. But that's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, we always appreciate you guys listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye, everybody. See ya.